Herzlich willkommen, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. It's time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga and more. For that, we are joined by Chris Harrington from our partner station Deutsche Welle in Berlin, Germany. Chris, you mentioned Gladbach and Dortmund being an emotional match. While Dortmund were missing Erling Haaland up front and Gladbach got the victory. Yeah, you know, that was a shocking uh, omission, you know, that, that I saw when I read into why Haaland wasn't uh, featured in that starting eleven. You know, but Marco Rosa, the Dortmund coach, said it all. Once we went down to 10 men, it was all over. You know, you saw a lot of fireworks early in the match. You know, in my opinion, Dennis uh, Zakaria set the tone early in the way he smothered Jude Bellingham, you know, in the midfield. I think that was important to set the tone to show what kind of emotions they would bring to the pitch. And, you know, I, I talked about the emotions and they they uh, runneth over, you know, in, in, in Gladbach's favor, you know, because it was Zakaria himself who got the one in a sole goal of the match, you know, uh, but, you know, Dortmund, you know, they were basically chasing around uh, Gladbach. You know, it's difficult to defend Dortmund just in general. With 11 players on the pitch, sometimes it's difficult for Dortmund to defend. You know, when you take a player off, you know, it just obviously increases the type of work the defense has to do. You know, they did their best with uh, what, what you know, they had, you know, it, at their disposal. But without Allen Holland, I mean, you could, and then there are more players also. It's not only Ellen Holland. You know, a, a couple of key players at Dortmund, you know, are out as well. Uh, but Ellen Holland specifically, I think, missing him, you know, obviously uh, he does make a defense rethink what kind of scheme they'll have to contain, you know, his uh, offensive prowess. But, you know, at the end of the day, they didn't get the point. Some out there, some people out there actually are, call, uh, are calling uh, conspiracy and think maybe Marco Rosa used to be a Gladbach. It's important that he doesn't just, you know, beat up his former club too badly. They are neighbors not too far away. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, Dortmund, you know, they get a bit of a dip in the standings, you know, because they didn't pick up points and they have to prepare for the Champions League. But um, it was a good match. I mean, obviously Gladbach have to be riding high because they only had one win prior to this encounter. So the Foles you know, uh, could be back at least uh, for the next few days uh, riding high off emotion. Bayern had an easy victory like you predicted, but surprisingly, Robert Lewandowski was not on the score sheet. You're absolutely right. I mean, Robert Lewandowski didn't score. You know, uh, he had a club record going. Uh, he was uh, actually trying to pursue a record. He had scored in 19 consecutive games. Uh, one shy, 15 of those goals came in the Bundesliga. That's one shy of a record set back in 1970. You know, Lewandowski's a forward that's known to break records. He broke last season's record. You know, so he was a little disgruntled. He did hit the crossbar uh, before the uh, halftime, you know, uh, but all in all, and he actually did force an own goal too. His aggressive defense forced this one goal that uh, Grutte Firth managed to get on the score sheet. You know, but all in all, Bayern are Bayern. They got it done with the different players. I mean, come on, Bayern's an all-star team. Thomas Müller, you know, uh, Joshua Kimmich and so forth. You know, I, I think they're looking really good under uh, Julian Nagelsmann. Julian Nagelsmann, I mean, he's feeling really good. He, he comes to practice riding a skateboard, okay? I mean, he's really feeling comfortable. I think he's finally in his stride right now. 
You know, obviously, Lewandowski being upset about not scoring a goal and goals like this. This was criticism he had before a few seasons ago, maybe about his selfishness and so forth. You know, but I think of what he did defensively speaks volumes to the team. And, of course, he'll be back, you know, to score some goals. But the important thing with Bayern Munich is they're back at the top of the table. They have everything clicking. Alfonso Davies set up a nice assist. You know, uh, Leroy Sané as well. So uh, these are players that, you know, have been hit or miss, you know, uh, at times and then health issues as well. You know, uh, the one thing I didn't like about this game, you know, the red card. You know, I did see a red card in this game. Benjamin Pavard, you know, uh, the way he took down Julian Green, an American midfielder, I don't know. I think that's bad defense. Uh, you know, I think you have to play defensively and have the scheme right. I mean, if you take a player out, you know, it, it's kind of unfair. Obviously, you know, it was done to kill their momentum in that play, and he managed that. Uh, having one man fewer on the pitch, obviously, still Byron had an advantage, you know, against uh, Furth. You know, so uh, Byron got what they want at the end of the day. Sometimes, you know, how you get there doesn't matter. The results matter the most. That's kind of what Thomas Mueller touched on after the match, and I completely agree because they are where they want to be, and that's at the top of the table looking down at their competitors. Chris, the Champions League returns this week with all four German sides playing at home. Are you expecting some good results there? You know, I hope there are good results. You know, the match day one didn't see bad results. We saw a lot of individual things. You know, we have uh, RB Leipzig playing Bruges. Uh, Unkuku scored a hat trick in, in match day one. He scored a brace, you know, uh, coming off this past match day in their, you know, landslide victory overhead to Berlin. And, and I think they look good. I mean, you know, them being at home means a lot more to the Bulls of Leipzig. You know, they won their last four European home games, you know, and they're unbeaten you know, on their own ground uh, since losing to Lyon uh, a couple seasons ago, you know. Um, so I do think that that is good uh, for RB Leipzig's chances. You know, uh, Dortmund, Dortmund have Sporting Lisbon, you know, just historically. First off, I do expect Ellen Holland to be suited up and ready. You know, he, he has all these records. He's the youngest player to reach 21 goals in the Champions League. You know, they have Bellingham, the youngest player to score in two consecutive games. And then they have Mukoko, the youngest player to score in the Champions League. I think that team will be ready to be firing on all cylinders, especially coming off a defeat. Sporting Lisbon, you know, uh, they've never defeated a German side. You know, Dortmund, they're perfect. They have a perfect home record against uh, Portuguese visitors. I think this will be no different. You know, and then the other two matches, you know, you have Bayern Munich, you know, playing uh, Dynamo uh, Kiev. And then you have the Wolves of Wolfsburg playing Sevilla. Now, I think that should be an interesting match, Wolfsburg and Sevilla, given everyone resulted in draws in match day one, so it's pretty level. And I think the Wolves are in good shape uh, moving forward, even though they're coming off a tough match day. You know, I do think they have the young players and the talent, you know, to get it done, uh, you know, at least maybe pick up a point, uh, to say the least, and still stay, you know, within that art conversation of moving to the next round. And before I let you go, Chris, just like always, what else has hit your radar this week? Yeah, I mean, I mentioned uh, Christopher Unkuku, RB Leipzig. You know, he does it again. A brace, you know, against Hertha Berlin, the capital club here, uh, you know, in Berlin. And uh, he also had an assist. I think he's really uh, important for Leipzig's success. Leipzig have a lot of players that don't get the, you know, you know the notoriety that, that Dortmund players tend to get. But Unkuku definitely is a player to look out for. And also another player, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Florian Witz. Florian Witz uh, made history as the youngest player to reach 10 Bundesliga goals uh, with his uh, match winner 
uh, for Leverkusen. And Mainz, you know, speaking about that, that you know, relationship, Mainz is a team that handed RB Leipzig a defeat, you know, this season. So Mainz is no walk in the park. You know, just two young youngsters, uh, you know, doing their thing in the Bundesliga, I thought was definitely worth a shout out. Thank you very much for the Bundesliga update. Mr. Chris Harrington from our partner station Deutsche Welle in Berlin, Germany. Have a fantastic day further. Danke und auf Wiedersehen. The Bundesliga Connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Aidan Hewitt and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Aidan Hewitt and Uli Presch. And graphics are provided by David Scullard.